What if there was a way to hack your brain? To figure out why you're not taking the action you know you need to, and why the action you are taking isn't working? Well, there is. And this podcast is designed to show you how to do that, to see your mind, to coach yourself, and ultimately to create the life and business of your wildest dreams without the hustle or the stress. I'm your host, Elizabeth Salazar. Let's dig in. Hello there. Welcome back. Today's episode was sparked by some thinking I was doing while I was walking the other day. And I was thinking about my goals and I was thinking about a goal that I have that I want and it just clicked for me this idea of how we do goals. And basically that there's two types of goals. There's the goal that's very contemplated. It's been thought through. You've like have a plan and you're you you know how to do it, right? You know the next step. Then there's the other type of goals. And those are the goals that are more pie in the sky. They're just not as specific. And so I was having this, these brilliant ideas while I was walking and realizing a goal of mine that is very pie in the sky in contrast to another goal, like creating a million dollar business next year, which is very concrete to me and feels very like I know exactly what to do. And so when I got home and I was like, okay, but what does pie in the sky even mean? Have you ever had that happen where you're like, I say this thing in my mind, but what's it mean? So I looked it up because Google, you know, has the answer. And the answer that they had was really brilliant. So I just put in what does pie in the sky mean? And Google's definition is something that's pleasant to contemplate, but very unlikely to be realized. Something that's pleasant to contemplate very unlikely to be realized. And so that definition when we think about goals is so relevant. Because as I was walking, I was realizing that there was something that I want, a goal, but I was putting it in this category. Something that would be ple- that is pleasant to contemplate, but that I wasn't actively bringing to life. I wasn't doing the work and creating the plan and just even spending the time thinking about it. So in today's episode, that's what we're going to dig into, is the difference between a methodical planned out goal or one that's just pleasant to think about. And I'm going to share my examples with you, right? My, my contemplated thought out goal is my business, my million dollar business next year. And my not so thought out, at least until I realized it wasn't thought out, example, which for me is sending my kids to a specific school. So that's what we're going to dig into today. One of the number one reasons that people don't stick with their goal and actually create it is because they don't believe that they can create it. I have run into this. So I, I ran into this with my growing my business creating money, hitting goals, right? I never believed past 100,000 until I had created 100,000. 
Because, right, I couldn't believe it. I had trouble believing even in the 100,000. And so I just kept my head down looking at what's the next thing. But now as I'm losing weight, I'm like, oh, it's the exact same thing all over again. My brain's like, I don't know, probably not possible. And it comes back to that believing it's even possible. So there's two ways, right, as I mentioned, that you can have a goal. One of them is very abstract and the other one is very planned and detailed. And when I think about my goal to create a million dollars, now for you, if you haven't made a hundred thousand, I don't want you to go past it. When I say a hundred, a million dollars, I want you to think a hundred thousand, my plan to create a hundred thousand. So after I created a hundred thousand dollars, I sat down and I just, I planned a three-year plan to create a million dollars three years from then. So it was November of 2018. I had just finished making my first 100,000 and I planned to make 250,000, 500,000, and then a million, right? So that was the three-year plan. Year, well, I guess if year one was 100,000, year two or one, right? I started the plan. (laughs) See how complicated we can make this? Doesn't matter. (laughs) So it was a three-year plan, 250, 500,000, a million. And inside of that planning, I looked forward to Elizabeth who creates a million dollars in 2021. And I said to myself, what does she think differently than I think right now? What does she think about herself? What does she think about her business? What does she think about her clients, about what's possible? I asked myself, how does she feel about herself, about her business, about what's possible? What skills does she have? What things has she built that she has then, right? Skill sets, habits. What, right? Like, because when you're through your planning, you're really, you're teaching yourself where your growth is. And I talked about this in a previous episode. I think it was called like seven ways to become your future self, something like that. And your goal when you're planning out this far, but even if it's 100,000 this year or in 12 months or 100,000, a two-year plan to create 100,000, you're looking for what does that version of you think differently? What does that version of you feel differently? And how, what skills and habits does that version of you have? And when I planned out to that million dollar version of me, a couple of the things that came up were that she manages her money differently than I manage my money in the moment. And there was no judgment about how I was currently managing my money, right? The thought was, no, this totally works. This is working for me now. And I want to change in order to prepare for my million dollar year. So I didn't change the way that I approached money because it was broken or something was wrong. I changed how I approached my money and my business because I was learning how to be the coach who has a million dollar business. And I didn't know, because sometimes we think that like, oh, well, I'm, what, how do I know? Or all I knew was the next step. And then once I took that step, it was revealed to me what the one after that was. So. In my first 100,000, the way that I approached money was, I think I, I don't actually even remember anymore. I have a podcast about that too, but I had a way of doing it. I think that I paid myself, um, oh, I think I paid myself a set amount every month. 
And I set the other side aside for taxes and coaching and investing and all this stuff. And then the way that I knew I wanted to do it next was I wanted to pay myself based on a percentage. And so I got the Profit First book and I read that and I figured out, okay, every month I will know how much to pay myself based on how much came in. And it will be really simple and it won't be a set number and I'm going to just do it this way. And then once I got the Profit First book and I implemented that system, then I found out another piece that I needed to do or wanted to do after that, that just became very obvious next. So I prepared for my million dollar year two years ago even in simple things like my money because I knew I was doing it for million dollar me, million dollar business me. Another part that I I worked on ahead of time is time. So my first 100,000, I didn't need to plan my time. I didn't need to create content and posts ahead of time. I didn't need to decide ahead of time how I would use my time and actually do it. I had plenty of time and I filled it by being inspired and creating content in the moment and all the things, right? And that worked, right? Sometimes I think that we think that we have to do it in a very certain way and then we put that pressure on ourselves and we make it hard and uncomfortable and not fun versus when I looked at that $100,000 year, I just kept saying to myself, I can do it like this. This is totally working, but I'm learning how to do it differently for my future self. I did the same thing with Facebook ads. Current Elizabeth doesn't need Facebook ads. Even a business at a half a million dollars, I'm like, "Mm, no, don't really need Facebook ads. But my million dollar, my multi-million dollar business, current Elizabeth is figuring out how to do those things for that future business. So that there isn't any pressure, so that there isn't any rush or urgency, so that it can literally just be fun. And so this was me thinking through it, right? I knew where I want to take my business. I knew what the three-year goal was two and a half years ago. And now I've spent the last two and a half years focused on that's what I'm creating. These are the pieces that I've put in place, right? $250,000 a year was a $300,000 year. Check, did it. This year is the half a million dollar year. I'm already halfway there. We're not even quite to halfway in the year, right? My brain and I, yep, totally on track, nailing the money goal. But growing a business, you're constantly actually balancing two ends. Yes, you're hitting a money goal, but you're doing it with their growth. So I'm growing as I hit goals. I'm always growing because my brain knows that's how I hit the goal. I have to change how I think. I have to change how I feel. I have to change how I approach it because the way that you're doing it doesn't create the result you want, right? The current thing you're doing isn't going to create you a million dollar business. Something's going to have to change. And so the way that I create that result is I start changing now in preparation for it. And then the additional changes become very clear. So this is planning to hit your goal in a very systematic way versus now I'm going to tell you another area of my life that I realized today as I was walking that it's a pie in the sky goal. And I didn't even know it. I have been, I have been thinking about it and even talking about it as though I have some details nailed down as though I'm working towards it and I'm not. So here's what it is. We send our children to Montessori school 
and Nora, the three-year-old, is going to start in August, you know, assuming school starts and all that stuff. And Amelia is going to start kindergarten. So the way the school works is they have P3, P4, and then kindergarten. And so we don't, like once they finish P3, P4 in kindergarten, they move on to a completely separate school. And then that school has first grade through eighth grade. And it's just... You know, I don't know. We don't want to send our kid there, basically. We sent our oldest one there and we're like, nah, let's not do that again. So we are like, oh, cool. We heard about this other Montessori school. It's about an hour north of our house. We still want to live in the same town. So we would just buy a house on the north side of town and we would drive the difference. And we've heard, oh, there's a wait list. You got to get your kid on the wait list ahead of time. You know, so the pie in the sky part has been where we're like, well, we know that school exists. We know people like that school. We know we're willing to move to that side of town. We know that that correlates with around when we want to move anyways. Um, But that was it. That was all of the planning and thoughts that we had invested into that, that goal. And I want you to think about, right? The reason I'm telling you this is because if you've been thinking about your business in a very abstract, pie-in-the-sky, loosey-goosey, yeah, apparently I'm just going to keep coming up with more ways to say the same thing, (laughs) way, then I want this to be the stop right here. I want this to be the place where you're like, oh, I don't have a tangible, concrete plan. I don't believe I can even do it then this is the place to stop and say, perfect. Now I know I can change it. Now I know I can create a concrete plan. So now that I know, right, all it took was me to catch it. And now my brain are like, perfect, I can solve for this. I can create a concrete solid plan. (laughs) So what's my plan? I'm like, okay, step one, we need to visit the school to make sure we like it. I'm like, yeah, that makes total sense. Because in my brain, you know what step one was. buy a house. And I was like, what? How is that step one? That's not step one. Step one, we just need to go visit the school, do a tour, make sure we actually want to do it rather than this imaginary plan in our brain that revolves completely around something that we don't even know we like. So check, go visit the school. Step one. Step two would be to get on the wait list if we want to send our kids there. Step two. Get on a wait list if they have one. Um, Step three would be explore where we want to live. We already have the idea that we would move to the north side of town. And then we would need to explore, okay, like what does, you know, I've already looked at houses and basically my own thoughts about it is that I'm not going to be satisfied with anything that's on the market. I'm going to want to build a house. And so maybe that third step is saying, what does that process look like, right? How much money do we want to spend on a house? Because there's, oh, I know I want to buy a house. And then there's the other part where you're like, okay, but like how much money do I want to put down? If I want a $700,000 house, am I willing to set aside $50,000 in cash? I don't know. I, I think it's 20% you put down. So Am I willing to put down and put aside $40,000 in cash now to prepare for that to start building a house in March? And is that even how it works? I don't know. I've never built a house before. I've bought houses pre-made, 
but what is it? Right. So notice how when I start approaching this and like putting solid pieces to it, then I start gathering more information because now not only do I have to factor in, okay, well, the price of the school and how much of a house do we want to buy and what's that process and when do we need to start it? Now we start having more details. Now you start finding out, am I willing to pay the price? Am I willing to pay the price to send my kids to the school? Am I willing to pay the price to live in the house, right? Versus staying in the same house for another year and saving cash and creating cushion and, right? It's always a balance. But when you come to your goal from a place of deciding and putting the pieces in place, that's when all the details become revealed. And there's going to be things that I don't even know, right? I'm going to go and visit the school, step one, and new things are going to be revealed about the whole process. Where I'm going to go and approach the house building phase, and maybe they tell you you have to put down more. I don't know. And then that will be revealed to me. And I will figure it out at each step. So there are two ways that you can be approaching goals in your business. If you haven't hit $100,000 yet, are you getting really specific with what that looks like? What the time frame might be? What the, it's even time frame, it's you committing to the time frame. Part of the growth is you committing and letting it like freak your brain out. Finding out all the thoughts that come up when your brain is freaked out so that you can work through them. So deciding the date that you're going to create your goal. Making sure that if it freaks you out now, either you're willing to do the work on those thoughts that freak you out or you're willing to set a goal that doesn't freak you out right from the get-go. Set the goal, choose the timeline, identify, I did this on a paper side-by-side. I think I talked about this in that Becoming Your Future Self podcast, but side-by-side I wrote out, what do I think? What do I feel? What do I do? What are the current results that I have? What are my habits, right? My mailing list, the way that I market, Right? I wrote all of it down on the left side. And then on the right side, you're going to write down, if you haven't made 100000 yet, what does the version of me who's already hit and created a $100,000 business, what does she think differently? What kind of skills does she have? One of the things, like one of my clients, Melissa, she's been working with me for a year. And one of the very first things that she had to build were her thoughts about herself as a coach her ability to help her people. Then the thoughts that started building next were how she could help them. She got really specific with this is my person. I know them. I know exactly what they're, they need help with. Then she started stepping into that, owning it, right? So that $100,000 version of you, it might have things on that list like she believes that she's a coach, She has like, she, this is the stuff she thinks about herself as a coach. This is what $100,000 version of me thinks about my business, about possibility, about the results my clients create, about my role in those results. This is what she thinks about money. This is what she thinks about investing. This is what she thinks about, um, just herself as an entrepreneur. This is how she feels, So often I see this discrepancy where coaches think that right now, that well, now I'm going to build my business judging myself, putting pressure on myself, being frustrated and worried and anxious. 
But when I get there, when I create $100,000, then I'm going to have proved to myself I could do it. So then I will start to feel proud and accomplished and calm and present. And it's not true, right? I know it sounds really like it could be true, but it's not The way that you create that result, that goal is, you start today and you say, okay, well, if the version of me who has that $100,000 business feels calm and proud and accomplished, my growth today is to learn how to feel that way, to see how I could actually feel proud right now today in my business, how I could feel accomplished right now today with the business that I have. When you look at the habits and skills your $100,000 self has, you may realize that right now you're posting on social media and you're like you're doing that, but you might look at your $100,000 business and say, you know what, actually I want to be running Facebook ads, I want to be sending emails, I want to be doing a free training twice a month, um, and I want social media to just kind of be for fun. And I'm not saying that you have to immediately become that and do it now, You can have that crossover where you're like, no, I post on social media and I start to build out my funnel and I learn ads for that future thing, for that future version of me, that future version of my business. And so you're always kind of weaving the two together, not putting pressure on it, not making it like, oh my gosh, I have to do this, but also making it very clear for yourself. This is how I hit my goal. Because how you hit your goal, how you create $100,000 isn't I post on social media five times a week. I send my emails three, I send my list three emails a week. I do a webinar once a month. No, there's more to it than that. How you think, how you feel, the experience you have doing it, all of that plays into it. Maybe it's current you sets a goal and then when she doesn't see the results, she quits. She stops putting the energy and effort into it. But $100,000 you, she uses her mindset tools to help her finish everything that she said she was going to do. She follows through. She believes all the way till the end and she creates the result. Not because she's waiting on the result to happen, but because she, that $100,000 version of you, owns so deeply That the only way she creates the result is by her creating the result. Her showing up and making the tweaks. Her looking at the very simple things that are presented and saying, ooh, that's what I can learn from here. Oh, I was doing this one little thing. Mm, Perfect. That's the one tweak I'll make and I'll test it out this week. You see how the way of thinking of your $100,000 self will be different? I'm saying all of this and take notes if you want. I'm saying this is the version who can create half a million dollars in a year. But don't let it be a problem that your brain only knows what it knows. Everything your brain knows is perfect. Start with that. That's where you'll start. Okay, so today we talked about two types of goals. Pie in the sky and detailed, I have a plan. And I hope that this helps you to realize which one of those you're in and get yourself to the place where you have a plan to hit that goal. Okay. I'll talk to you next week. 
Thank you for tuning into today's episode of the Strategic Mindset Podcast. Before you go, take a minute and leave a review and hit that subscribe button. (laughs) These are actually the only two ways that I have to know who's on the other end. And so if you haven't already, do those things and I'll see you next time. And I'll see you next time.